Matthew chapter 24, and let's read tonight from verse number 27. A lot of this may not be understandable to you, but it's as clear and plain as the nose on your face. But we're not preaching all of that tonight. I'm just going to uh, take in uh, one verse and part of it. The Bible said in Matthew 24, verse 27, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Who's the Son of Man? Jesus Christ. He's all God, all man. He's all 100% man and was 100% God. Always has been and always will be. Then he said in verse number 28, For whosoever, or wheresoever the carcass is, there will the eagles be gathered together. I'm not going to get into that verse. Not tonight. Verse 29, immediately after, notice this, he's given us a timetable. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, shall the sun be darkened. Shall the sun be darkened. We got these peoples talking about global warming. Uh, they've said that the sun won't last but what, 12 so many years I know we done had a few of them and it's clicking off and all that. Oh, they've got all that stuff figured out. Well, they got part of it right. The sun will refuse to shine one day. Amen. But uh, not like they're talking about. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened and the moon shall not give her light. Now, if the sun ain't shining, the moon won't either. And the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heavens shall be shaken. I got to reading on that the other day. And the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and I had myself a spell. I ain't going to get into that either tonight. Amen. My place over there sounds uh, like a jubilee every once in a while. I put that new flooring down, and I like that flooring. Hey, it runs good. Amen. And I'm enjoying myself. Verse 30 said, Here is tonight the, the verse that I want to preach on. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. The Jews always wanted signs. They desire signs. And most Baptists do too, but it's not right for you to do that. Amen. We live by faith. But to Jews, he's given them a sign. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. And then shall, notice this, all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming. They've done had the Son of Man twice now. Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Now this is not the rapture. This is the revelation when Jesus comes, but verse 31, and he shall send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect. Who's the elect? The Jew. Uh, from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. I'm not going to get into that verse tonight. You said you're just leaving too much empty. Well, I'm going to give you enough, maybe tonight. Amen. I hope it ain't enough to choke you, but I hope it's enough to get you to study him. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, give us wisdom tonight. I pray you'd open heaven on our soul. 
I pray you'd open heaven on all our souls here. I pray, God, you'd open my mind. I pray, Lord, that I'd take the concept of what you've given me. Lord, I pray tonight I'll uh, let it drain down into my heart through my voice uh, voice uh, uh, tonight and through my lips and through my tongue. And may I speak what thus saith the Lord and may, uh, Lord, you be pleased. I pray tonight that you may get the glory, the honor, and the praise. Lord, I pray you'll divine uh, your way tonight through us, and I pray tonight that your presence might be here in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. I want to ask you a question tonight, and I want to preach on it. You notice what it said in verse number 30, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth uh, mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man. Notice this, coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. Notice the two words. How many know what the glory of God really is? I mean, what is the glory of God? Amen. I mean, do you think you know what the glory of God is? All right, we're going to look tonight. Well, it's not just glory here. It's great glory. If you know what glory is, then great glory's got to be more. What in the world is great glory? The words great glory is mentioned three times in the Bible. And so it's got to be something special. It's mentioned in the book of of, of Proverbs one time and it don't have anything uh, talking about uh, great glory of God. But the other two do. One of them here is in Revelation chapter number 24 and verse number 30 and the other is in Luke chapter 21 and verse 27. Let's turn over there. Luke gives us the same thing and he's talking about the same time. This is something special than any other time. And you can see that by the way he means it. Luke chapter number 21. Luke chapter 21 in verse number 27. I'm going to take my time and get to this and I pray that God might help us. In chapter 21 and verse number 27, he says, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now Luke has given the same thing that Matthew did. He's coming in great glory. I'd like tonight to present to you what that great glory is. There's a great glory. Now, there's a word that I don't know where you've ever heard it or not. I've preached it here and talked about it and just used the word. It's not a biblical word. It's like the word rapture. It's not in the Bible. But it is is a word that's referred to and the rabbis are the ones that's given this word. They call the glory of God many times the Shekinah glory of God. What is the Shekinah glory of God? We'll find out what the Shekinah glory of God is. We'll know what the great glory of God is. Amen. And we're going to look at this. I want us to pay attention to it this afternoon. I want you to take your Bible. We'll use a lot of our Bible Matter of fact, that's what it's here for. Psalm chapter 19. 
In Psalm chapter 19 in verse number one, the Bible said the heavens declare the glory of God. How many of you believe that the heaven when you look up is, is the glory and says that's marvelous, it's amazing. It's hard to understand how somebody could put that together. Well, man didn't. God did. The stars at night, the clouds, all the universe that you see that's lined up and everything is ticking on, uh, on course and one planet don't hit another. Amen. Man can't even run that smooth. Amen. He messes it all up. And I'm trying to tell you that God's got it all in accord. Amen. Jupiter don't argue with Mars and Mars don't uh, argue with Venus and all that. And the earth don't say, I don't like my rotation and I don't like my orbit and I'm a changing thing. They ain't none of them changed. Amen. Since he flung them out off the ends of his fingers. Amen. So the glory of God is the handiwork of God according to Psalm 19. Now I want to look at some things. We'll go back first of all uh, in the garden. Now we're going back to Adam and Eve. I went back to Adam and Eve this morning, but we're going back in a different place in the book of Genesis. And I want us to turn to the second chapter of the book of Genesis tonight. And I want us to see what we need to see. Chapter number 2, verse number 25. Now pay attention. He said in Genesis chapter 2 and 25, he said, and they were both naked, uh, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Now I know tonight uh, you, you may say tonight they were naked. Actually they weren't. But they saw themselves naked. Amen. Amen. But there was a time when they didn't see themselves naked. They were covered in the Shekinah glory of God. When God made them, He clothed them. They were wrapped up in the glory of God. Somebody said, I don't believe that. That's all right. Stay with me. Look at chapter 3 and verse number 8. The Bible said, after they'd done eat the fruit, in chapter 3, the devil's done uh, enticed Eve, and she's done enticed uh, Adam and Adam and Eve eat the fruit together and now they're paying the price. Amen. And so I told you what happened about that this morning. I won't get into that tonight. But in verse number eight, the Bible said, and they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. You ever wonder why they'd heard the voice and didn't see him? I'll give you that in a little bit. How many of you ever seen God? Have you? Oh, you said, I saw him on, the, on, the, on a poster one time on the wall. I mean, have you ever seen God? I'll tell you about that in a minute. If you already think, you'll get the scripture already before I get there. But in verse 8, he said, and they heard the voice. They didn't hear, see God, they saw, heard a voice. Amen. What do you hear? You don't see God. What happens? How do you know what he wants? You hear his voice. If you're a sheep, he's your shepherd and you hear his voice. All right. Then it said here, he, they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. 
And Adam and his wife hid. What makes you hide? You got something to hide. Amen. Amen. You're not comfortable. Uh, his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. Now, can how many people's on the earth? Adam, Eve, and God. And the Son and the Holy Ghost, of course, but I'm telling you, that's, that's all the people on the earth. Nobody else. I don't believe what this world says today that God made one little race of people here and one little race of people over there and one little race of people over there. I believe Eve is the mother of all living. I get that out of the Bible, by the way. Amen. All right. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the, in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God. There's a little key right there to tell you about the glory of God here in a minute. Uh, the, from the presence of the Lord God amongst the key, trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? Do you think God didn't know where they were? I believe he knowed exactly. He, he saw everything. Devil done told, I told you that this morning. The devil done went back over and said, do you see what they done? He, fought, he accused them. And that's theology. I don't have no Bible on that. But I believe after they eat that fruit, the devil is the accuser of the brethren and went back and told God, said, do you see what they just eat? They eat what you told them not to eat. Oh, yeah. uh -huh. Amen. What are you going to do about it now? That's what he does to me. That's what he does to you. Verse number 10, and he said, I heard thy voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked. I hid myself. Why was he afraid of God? He had been with God walking every day with him. So the Lord just tells him what's wrong. With that. Amen. He puts it in a question and he said, who told thee that thou wast naked? Who told you that? Then he said, hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? You can't pull nothing over the eyes of God. He knew what happened. So he expelled them out of the garden. And so we find it. But I want to tell you what it is. Look at verse 8 again. I'm going to give you a little cue. He said in verse 8, And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves for from thee what? Presence. The glory of God is God's presence. Amen. Now, has anybody ever seen God's presence? Now, come off this. Surely you've seen God's presence. Has He saved you? Did you know who saved you? Then you've seen His presence. You're, you are, are an example of it. Have you ever been filled with the Spirit of God? That's His presence. Where does the Holy Spirit dwell tonight? In your heart. Now you don't know probably what the great glory of God is, but you know a little bit of a little bitty a bit of the presence of God. And that's His glory. I know a little bit about His glory. I don't know all I'd like to know. I don't know all I'm going to know. I done read what's going to happen in the book of Revelation. Now I want you to turn with me please to Exodus chapter 33 and we're going to look at this business. If you think 
uh, you don't need this. Uh, that's well and good, but I'll tell you, you do need his presence. We're going to the book of Exodus, and we're going to the 33rd chapter, 33, chapter 33. Give you time to turn there. Moses is on the scene, and uh, we could go and give you some other places, but I'm just giving you a few and we'll go. Exodus 33 and verse 18 said, And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. Now Moses is saying, I want to see your glory. That means you can see the glory of God. God will show you his glory. You've done seen it to some extent. You had not seen his face, but you've seen some of his glory. You haven't seen his glory in all its magnificence. So he says here in verse 19, and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, thou canst not see my face. That's why you've never seen him. Amen. For there shall no man see me and live. If you saw the fullness of God's glory tonight, you'd fall over as a dead man. I know one that saw the Lord to a certain extent. He was a glorified Christ in Revelation chapter number one. He saw the Lord high, amen, I'm not talking about in Isaiah. I'm talking about John in in Revelation. But he saw the Lord and the Bible said he fell at at his feet as a dead man and the Lord said, get up. And just the presence of Jesus Christ in his glorified body to a certain extent, are you with me? Caused John to fall as a dead man. You couldn't handle the glory of God tonight. If God came in this building, He'd be so bright, so beautiful, so glorious, so magnificent, uh, so holy, so righteous that we would all fall dead at His feet. That's why you can't go to heaven like you are. That's why your body's got to go back to the ground and rot and decay and the Lord bring your soul back, amen, and unite that body. So God can do one thing in particular and that is give you a brand new body so that you can see Him. Amen. Amen, that's going to happen. So we find what happened here. In verse number 21 of, verse of chapter 33, And the Lord said, Behold, there's a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. And it shall come to pass while my glory... While my glory, we're talking about glory tonight. While my glory passeth by that I will put thee in a cliff of the rock and will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. You understand that? Do you see it? Amen. So now let me show you what's happening. He put Moses in the cliff of the rock. 
And he said, you cannot see my face. But he said, I'm going to walk by you. And when I walk by you, I'll put my hand on your face. And when I walk by, I'll get to the other side. I'll take my hand off your face and you can see my back parts. Because my face wouldn't kill you. You would die. I read in the Word of God. Let me look at John chapter, let me see chapter 1, I believe it is. I have people talk about this lots of times and they ask me questions and sometimes it's just a bunch of silly junk. But they, know, they don't know, so they want to know. And so I try my best to help them. In John 1, 18, the Bible said, No man, no man hath seen God at any time. Now, I believe that's exactly like it is. I don't believe nobody on this earth has ever seen God in a natural body. Amen. You said, what about, a, what about um, Elijah and Moses and them is up on, uh, on Mount Transfiguration? Let me tell you something. God, they, 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 would, they didn't look at him in a natural body like you and I have. They were trans, listen, look at that. They were transfigured. You know what transfigured is? Changing. We're going to be translated and then be, amen, transfigured. Amen. <laughs> I can't explain all that to you. I just believe it. Amen. I accept it and shout off of it. As some of them little spells, I take them down the hall of my house. Amen. I can't wait to see it. Praise God, because I'm going to be there. But he said in verse 18, No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. That's why we have Christ. That's why he came to the earth. He was the medium, the go-between, the mediator. And he said, Jesus said, If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. But we have not yet to this day seen God face to face. You said, will we ever? Yes. <laughs> so I said, you really believe that? Oh no, I more than just believe it. I shout off of it like it's already happened. Amen. And it ain't yet, all right? So I go on a little bit further. I go into chapter 34 of, of the book of Exodus. And in chapter 34 of the book of Exodus, I go to verse 27. I want to show you what the real glory was. Did you notice tonight that Moses said, I want to see your glory. And God said, I can't show you all my glory. But I'll show you enough. Amen, just in case one of you had said tonight, yes, sir, I've seen the glory of God. I was going to chew holes in you with what I'm preaching. And I wasn't setting you up. I just, I believe I've met some people today who believe they live with God. And he, they've got a back room in the glory house. And they ain't even been there yet. And I'm reading my Bible and I'm trying to preach what the Bible says. 
Verse 27 said, And the Lord said unto Moses, Write thou these words, for after the tenor of these words, I have made a covenant with thee and with Israel. Now he's talking to Moses, and he's made a covenant with Israel and Moses. And he was there with the, with the Lord 40 days and 40 nights. He did neither eat bread nor drink water, and he wrote upon the tables of the words of the covenant the Ten Commandments. And it came to pass when Moses came down from the Mount Sinai with the two tables of testimony in Moses' in Moses's hand, when he came down from the Mount, that Moses wist not that the skin of his face shone while he talked with him. Brightened up his countenance. You was running around like you're stepping on the, your bottom lip. You ain't in the glory. Amen, your countenance will change. I don't care if you don't see the entire glory of God, it'll change. You'll talk different, you'll walk different, you'll look different. Verse 30, and when Aaron and all the children of Israel saw Moses, behold, the skin of his face shone and they were afraid to come nigh unto him. Amen. The glory of God had gotten on him to a certain degree, not to full glory, but to part glory. And his face shone. That's the glory of God on his face. And Moses called unto them, and Aaron and all the rulers of the congregation returned unto him, and Moses talked with them. And afterward all the children of Israel came nigh, and he gave them in commandment all that the Lord had spoken with him in Mount Sinai. And till Moses had done speaking with them, he put a veil on his face. He had, to, he had to put out some of the light that was glowing on him or hide it from the people. But when Moses went in before the Lord to speak with him, he took the veil off until he came out. And he came out and spake unto the children of Israel that which he had he was commanded, and the children of Israel saw the face of Moses, that the skin of Moses' face shone, and Moses put the veil upon his face again until he went in to speak with him. That tell you something? You had not seen the glory of God yet. You've seen some of it. I've been in services like Brother Joe's talking about this morning, and brother, I've seen the glory of God in the building where people shout and testify and praise God, and brother, there's nothing wrong with that. Amen. What's to happen around here? Somebody, we'd have to call nine one one to try to resuscitate you. Right. You hear me? We ain't seen the power and glory of God. Can I remind you of the tabernacle when the priests went inside in the holy place? There's the holy of holies. Nobody could go in there but the priest and that with blood. But in the holy place, not the holy of holies, that's the most holy place. But in the holy place, there was a table of showbread that to eat from, the priest to eat from. There was a seven golden candlestick that, that lit up the inside so they could see how to do their work and there was an altar of incense. Somebody said, I don't know what that incense was. What are they doing? They weren't lighting candles and getting incense and protesting about everything. But that 
priest was taking that incense and lighting it and that would put up a smoke. And when he walked in there doing the work of God, it kind of kept back at the, the whole brightness of God and he didn't see him face to face, but he was there. You said, how do you know he's there? On the outside, the cloud was up over the tabernacle. Amen. In the daytime and a pillar of fire was there at night. That meant God was at home. Amen. You said, how'd you know? Had the glory. Amen. And that, that followed them. In the morning, the fire, uh, you know, at night led the people of God. And at daytime, the, 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 the cloud would lead them. Are you understanding? Are you seeing what I'm saying? We've all got away from that. God, God would still manifest himself to some degree if we had allow him to do it. We, do, we don't deserve it. Matter of fact, God deals with the Jews in a different way he does the church. But I'm saying to you, we see the glory of God too. In a different manner. All right. God, you know, helps us and he sees that. Now, I want us tonight to go back. I want to first come over to, there's so much I, I could say and I, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but at the same time, I want you to catch on. Look at chapter 30 of the book of Jeremiah. This is a verse that everybody in this building needs to keep memorized, at least where it's at. Some of the Old Testament verses for me, particularly, are hard for me to memorize. Some of the New Testaments now, uh, verses are hard for me to memorize since I've got a little older. I have to say them over and over and over. If you're young tonight, learn all you can of memorizing the Scriptures. Because what I remembered back yonder from years ago stayed with me to a certain degree. I've lost a lot of it too as well. Jeremiah chapter 30, verse number 7. Always keep that in the back of your mind. This is what God says about the tribulation. He said in Je Jeremiah 30 and verse 7, Alas, for that day is great. It's great tribulation. Remember I talked about that the other day, great there's a tribulation in the great tribulation. First half of the tribulation is great. I mean, is, is tribulation. But the last half of the seven years is great tribulation. So that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble, but, it shall, but he shall be saved out of it. He's talking to his people. So I'm just telling you, there's going to be a tribulation. It's going to get back to where I was a while ago, and I'm going to give that to you. I want to tell you this as we go back. Let's look into the book of Revelation a little further. Let's take our Bible now and go to Revelation chapter 21. We're getting toward the end of this thing and we're seeing it. End of the book. End of the Bible. In Revelation chapter 21 and verse number 23, let's read this. And the city had no need of the S-U-N. The sun that you see every morning, night, as it sets. 
Then the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. Then he said, for the glory of God did lighten it. What's going to light the world one of these days and where we're going to be? The S-O-N. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Now who's the Lamb? Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. You remember, He's the same tonight as the Son of God. Or the Son of Man. Turn now please to Revelation chapter 22. You can't get no further than that in verse number 5. Everything's all said and done and there's a new paradise. New heaven and a new earth is all said and done. God's got to hear. In verse number 5 it said, And there shall be no night there. Hallelujah for that. And they need no candle, neither light of the sun. For the Lord God giveth them light. And they shall reign forever and ever. Who's going to give them light? For the Lord God giveth them light. The Lord Jesus is going to be the S-O-N. And he's going to light the universe. Now that's good to know in the word of God. So now let's go to the book of Acts. And let's turn to chapter number 7. We're going to find in Acts chapter number 7 that Stephen has been stoned. They've taken him out, or fixing to take him out. But in verse 55, the Bible said, and this is one of the ways you get it, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, you'll never, you'll never have the glory of God without the fullness of the Holy Ghost. And you'll never get the fullness of the Holy Ghost with sin in your life. You can't haphazardly play with God in His Word. Hey, my God is a holy God. My God is a holy God. And He wants me to be holy. And the more holy you become, the more presence of God you'll have in your life. And if you want the presence of God, don't try to work on it. Don't try to uh, scratch it out. Don't try to dig it up. Just get on your knees. Uh, forgive, ask God to forgive you of every sin, shortcoming, everything that you've ever done wrong, ever thought you thought was wrong, and everything that you ain't never done. Amen. Ask God to forgive you of that too. Amen. And when you get cleaned out on the inside and start wor- walking with the Word of God and in the Word of God, hey, I want to tell you, don't ask God to fill you with His power and give you His glory. If you're disobeying some of His book, God keeps a record. He don't forget. And if you've got sin in your life, the power of God will not come down on you. You may get a little bitty smidgen here and there. I hear people want talking about I want to be filled with the Spirit, I want to be filled with the Spirit. You know what? And you know what they're doing? They go out and they try to do this and they do they're trying to uh, do things. They, and they, they do it just like they try to get salvation. They try to work it out. You can't work down the power of God. You can't work down God's glory. You get on God's level and you get on God's terms and brother, He'll show up. 
Amen. Ain't nobody ever walked for God with all their heart, all their soul, and all their mind, and all their heart. Amen. And went in the wrong direction. God has always been right there with them. Amen. Now let's look at verse 55. But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked up steadfastly, didn't take his eyes off to see nothing else. He was looking for nothing but the Lord. You know what's going on in his life? He's being stoned. They're throwing stones on him. And verse 54 said, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. They was going up and biting him and throwing stones on him. Do you think you could look steadfastly into heaven then? Most of us would quit. And saw what he saw. He saw the glory of God. He saw the glory, and here's what he saw. And Jesus standing on the right hand of God. Have you ever been close enough to God, calling on God, uh, standing for God like you've never stood before, and you look up to heaven and you see Jesus standing up? He's been seated at the right hand of the Father for a while, and now he's standing up. He's giving you a standing ovation. Have you ever been there? You ain't seen much of his glory then. Neither have I. I'm not in here preaching down at you. I'm preaching tonight that we don't really know the glory of God. We just think we do. Amen. We've been there. Here we are. If you'll go and look at this, the Bible said in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says uh, in Revelation chapter 15 and verse 8. Let's turn back there. Revelation 15 and 8. Amen. I don't know what in the world when I get started preaching how the time just flies away. Revelation chapter 15 and verse number 8 says, And the temple was filled with the smoke from the glory of God. This is in heaven. And, for, and from his power. And no man was able to enter into the temple uh, till the seven plagues of the seven angels were fulfilled. This is in the tribulation. Amen. And then again, I want us to go to Revelation chapter 21. Amen. 21 in verse 11. Bible said in Revelation 21, 11, he said, having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Amen. Look at verse 23 in that same one. We read that while ago. I want to read it again. And the city had no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. That's the glory of God. Amen. Now let's go back to Matthew chapter 24. I hadn't said much about this verse. But I want to go back and look at the picture in the text. There's a picture in there. Let's look at what it was when he came 
in power and great glory. Let's look at the setting. It says to us here, we're going to look at it. It says, coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. What's the setting? The earth is dark. Amen. You see that? Where? Verse 29. The sun is darkened. The moon's not shining. And the stars have fallen from heaven. So that means it's dark on the earth. This is the end of the tribulation. The difference between the tribulation and the rapture. The Bible said the Lord's coming in the clouds. He's coming with a shout, the voice of the archangel. It's an imminent return. He can come any time. But the revelation, there's some things going to happen. It's not going to wind up until everything is done that God's going to do to justify Himself in bringing the earth back to its rightful place. Getting it out of the hands of Satan. I'll guarantee you this verse here is going to be the most climactic and glorious appearing that you've ever seen in your life. It's dark on the earth. Sun's not shining. Moon's not shining. The stars have fallen. And all of a sudden, they look up and He's so bright. He's so glorious. His glory is so wonderful and magnificent that every eye shall see Him. You ever seen that? I preached on that a little bit before, sometimes ago, but not off this verse. Amen. I know some of you, I, I see the cogs in your brain just smoking right now. But it's real. And I want to look at this. And the Bible said that all tribes of the earth will mourn. Now let me just point out something else to you. And I'm going to quit right there. I'm just going to tell you that that is the great power and the great glory of God when He comes. But it's going to be the Lord Jesus Christ that does this, by the way, the Son of Man. I've tried, that's why I tried to point that out before I run across it and didn't mention it when I get through. Somebody, who is that? The Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's coming back with the power. He's the one that's going to shine. It's His glory we're looking for. His majesty is glorious. But we look at this. I want to point out this. Some will weep and some will wail when He comes back. The saints of God who have gone through the tribulation, amen, and see Him come back and the ones that He has already raptured and brought back, they're going to praise His name and lift Him like they've never lifted Him before. But he's coming back and we ain't got there yet but you're going to find in here that he's going to feed them. You find it up there. I read it a while ago somewhere in verse 28. Whosoever the carcass, wherever the carcass is, he's talking about the vultures and how that he's going to feed them to the birds. Now those are going to wail. Oh no, we've messed up. We followed the wrong one. And we're headed to hell. And they are. But I want to talk about the two 
Two judgments, say six judgments or seven judgments in the Bible. I guess I'll have to tear each one of them down and bring them forth. But I want to give you the two that I want to mention tonight and then we'll close. Revelation chapter number four. I believe somewhere after chapter four in the beginning of it, there's going to be what we call the judgment seat of Christ. I can't tell you where it's going to, I know where it's going to be, but I can't tell you when it's going to happen. But the judgment seat of Christ will not take place till the church is called out of here. And the church is called out in chapter 4, verse 1. And I look at it, but I want to describe that, that uh, throne. That throne. I want to talk, talk about that judgment for a minute. Chapter 4, verse 1 said, After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet, talking with him, which said, Come up hither. That's the word for rapture right there. And I will show thee things which must be hereafter. Verse 2, And immediately I was in the Spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne. In verse 3, it begins to describe that a little bit more and give you more detail on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper. Jasper's green. And a sardine stone. And there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald. Study your Bible. Every time you see a rainbow, it means mercy. It was first mentioned to Noah when the flood was over and he said, I put a rainbow and every time you see the rainbow, you know I'll never destroy the earth by water again. Not be a flood. You may have some little floods, but it won't destroy the earth. And that's the token God's made. And every time you see a rainbow in the sky, you know God is not going to destroy the earth by flood. He tells us he's going to destroy it by fire next time. So we're going from there. What is it? It's got a green emerald-like rainbow. Green's the pleasant color to the eye. That's the reason your grass ain't purple every time it comes in the morning, in the springtime. And so green means mercy. Every child of God is going to stand before this judgment. And we're going to be judged according to the deeds done in our body, whether they be good or bad. And every judgment we're going to get is by mercy because we don't earn it. We don't deserve it. But God's mercy said, I forgive you because you called on me and you answered me when I called you and you gave your heart and life to my son and my son's blood has been applied and for Jesus' sake, you can stand in heaven. Now I could go on with that. Okay, now let's turn to the book of Revelation and let's go to the place where the great white throne is. And y'all give you that. It's in chapter number 20 and verse 11. 
I ain't never heard a preacher preach this right here. He said, and I saw a great. There's a lot of greats around, aren't there? In the Word of God. I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. Why? His glory. And there was found no place for them. But can I ask you why is the great white throne white? You ever give that much thought? What in the Bible does, what, what does white stand for? Purity. It stands for righteousness. It stands for holiness. And God said, when you stand before me, you're going to not have mercy in your judgment, but I'm going to give you a righteous judgment. And I'm going to judge you out of my book that I've given you that you've defiled. You're going to be judged by this book, ladies and gentlemen, whether you're saved or not. And I thought of that today. I didn't pick that up to this afternoon when I was studying on this. And I had another one of them little spells down the hall. It's a righteous. It's white. What does God stand for? Purity, holiness, righteousness. And God said, I cannot make a bad decision. It'll be a righteous decision. And he'll say to them in a righteous decision, he says, he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. That's a righteous judgment. And if he let one slide in and one get by, he'd be a God with respect to persons. And Jesus would have died, amen, in vain for that one and all us too. You said, I don't see where you get all that. That's all right. Just keep digging it. You can't come to one conclusion when you see it like that. Amen. So what's going to happen? He's going to brighten it all up. Every eye will see him. They'll see him. Amen. They won't see him. Every eye won't see him when he comes in the rapture. He's just coming to those who are saved. Amen. Is that helpful? Yeah, All right, let's bow our heads and we'll thank God for it and go home. Father, give us wisdom and understanding. Help us, Lord, to lift, exalt, magnify you. Help us to walk for you. Help us to talk for you. Help us to live for you. Lord, I pray you'd take every member of our body. Lord, you'd help us, our fingers to work right, our hand to work right, our feet to walk, work right, our mind to work right, our heart to work. Lord, help us not get anything about uh, anything else on our mind but you. Lord, we're looking forward to getting up tomorrow and living for you. Oh, Lord, we are, we're looking forward to going home tonight and sleeping for you and resting so we can be busy about your business tomorrow. Have your way in our life. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. As Mary said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Amen. I'll leave it with that tonight. Thank you for coming.